This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Marcus Ashlock. We're your hosts today for Real Presence Live. It's been a great morning so far. We've been talking a lot about faith and business, really. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Really. So the first... Um, segment i guess we were talking about the the last sunday's readings mm-hmm. which deal with deals with uh earthly treasures and then we had in joe, whatever form they come in right mm-hmm. uh, yeah that's true and then we were talking with joe rutten who was promoting the faith and business conference that's coming up in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. um august 18th which is a thursday here in sioux falls um and so we're just kind of chatting about that whole subject and we had left off, Marcus, in your uh, story of how you had received your, or earned your Ph.D. Mm-hmm. You were teaching at a college, a very nice college, mm-hmm. doing all the things that were, quote-unquote, successful. Mm-hmm. Did you feel successful? Well, when you look at my CV, I mean, it does show that I've certainly... Which is a fancy word for resume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, it, when your resume gets long enough, it becomes a curriculum vitae. So, you <laughs> it becomes know, a small block. It does. It's like eight, nine pages long of... You just record everything that you do. Every time you... Re- like Joe, you know, he was invited to speak. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe he doesn't list everyone because he's on quite frequently throughout the year. But, you know, I've had... You know, I've been an invited speaker, like the people at sure. the business conference. You know, I've spoken to things like that before. And so you just put those on there. And it... I mean, it shows that I'm active and I'm doing things and, right. you know, and, and... So you check the box, I'm a success. Mm-hmm. More or less, you know. I think the problem is, is, you know, I guess I had an arbitrary goalpost in my head. And so Mm. my, personally, in my own self, because, and I'm realizing this later, you know, it'd been great to realize this in my 20s. But, you know, instead of letting God set that goal for me, I just did it myself. And then all of a sudden I'm finding that the goalpost is moving all the time, Mm. you know. What do you mean by that? Well, just like what you said, you know, you're doing all the things that you need to do and you, you are check checking all, all the boxes. boxes. And why do I, why is there a lack of fulfillment in my life? That is I'm there reaching? a lack of fulfillment in your life? Well, from a certain point of view, I mean, I'm still searching for something. And, and, and you know, Bishop DeGroote over the weekend in his homilies, like, you know, what are the things that are keeping you from walking with God? Maybe those are idols. Maybe you have set up an idol, whatever that may be, you know, whether it's your your position or your self-identity or the things that you do in your life. I mean, you know, we talk about wealth. I mean, there's a difference between wealth and greed. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. wealth is not bad, but greed is. You know, it's what you do with it. It's hoarding it, kind of going back to the readings. And it's all perspective. Well, it certainly is. You know. So in your life, you've checked all these boxes and you, you quote-unquote, feel... Like you've accomplished a lot, but you don't truly in your heart feel successful. Not really. And so the last few years we've been talking about uh, why. Mm -hmm. The why. Why why do we accomplish all these things? And maybe some of us don't accomplish PhDs or, you know, big titles and whatever, work at big companies. But what is it? That you are lacking. 
Well, I think now I realize that I wasn't seeking God first in my life. Yeah. You know, and so kind of like what Joe was talking about, how do we move Sunday into Monday? I wasn't even, you know, I was going through the motions of going to church, you know, and I was doing what I needed to do. And or as a Protestant, you know, I'm a, a Catholic convert, you know, um, I had a spiritual void in my life for a decade and a half, you know, after college and could have been closer to two decades, you know, sometime in my early 40s, I'm like, you know, you really, I mean, what is missing? You know, what is really going on? And so I started seeking God first and doing my best to do that. But, you know, I left the university. I was teaching uh, communications and journalism and I bought a newspaper and it was, you know, I ran a successful newspaper for a decade. You know, I had, as I left and sold it, I had somebody tell me like, you know, you saved this newspaper in this town. If it wasn't for you coming to here, coming to this small town, 1700 people in the, you know, Southwest Mm -hmm. Kansas, you know, we would have lost our new newspaper and it's all because of you, you know, and what a great accolade, but it still wasn't enough. Well, I mean, you know, it's like it's like I've sold it. I'm not producing any more newspapers. You know, it's like I would have it'd been great to know that I was doing well all along. But somebody tells me this after I sold it. Wow, thank you. You know, like okay, you know. So I think it it brings us back to uh, where I started with all of this mm-hmm. is society and society di- dictating what is a success. You know. Does Marcus Ashlock, is he a success? Is Well, I think we just hit on something with what I just said about that. So yeah. is success me knowing that I'm doing something well, or do I have an intrinsic value mm-hmm. that I'm producing in my own self, that I know I'm doing something worthwhile and I don't need accolades? Amen. So, you know. That's the difference. And that's where we keep coming back in our discussions and, mm-hmm. and all of our talking is, um, so you... You want certain things out of life, and you have to stop and reevaluate, okay, but where is God in all of this, and what does God think of this? Well, and, and we've said, you know, I've said this to you before privately, and, and that, you know, I was so busy trying to climb the ladder of success that I wasn't paying attention whether or not it was leaning against the right wall. And so... You know, you get up so high on a ladder and you look down and you're like, wow, I'm in the wrong spot. I, my ladder's leaning against the wrong wall. I, I leaned it in corporate America's ladder and and so I am measuring myself as I climb up this ladder of what that wall looks like. And I don't even like that wall because like Joe said, I mean, I don't know how many companies I've worked for that the values that they had on the for the company were words hanging on a wall literally that when we practice we don't practice those we talk about them and we say this is who we are but is it who you are it's kind of like integrity you know and and your character it's who you are when no one's looking well you know anybody can have these values on the wall but if your people at the lowest level don't think that you represent those values in a way that you work with them each day then you don't people have to see it so how has moving your ladder been? It's <clears throat> I struggle with it every day. I mean, because I <laughs> slip back into that mode on goodness, you know, it, it's amazing how conditioned. And and I feel like that I have I have done what I've wanted to do. You know, I have friends like man, you've got a lot of guts to just 
quit your your great job you had at Tyson and go back to school and be a broke indentured servant college student for three years, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. And and then when I got the job at the university and I'm making very decent money, you know, and then I leave and I buy this newspaper and move six hours away to Podunk, <laughs> Kansas, you know, and my friends are like, wow, you've really got a lot of guts. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, I, I would have never quit my job. There's no way I would have ever quit the job to go do something like that. And I'm like, well, it's it's a little pebble in my shoe. I've always wanted to own a newspaper. I always wanted this entrepreneurial spirit. And so, you know, I figured one day when I'm 90, I'll have a good story to tell. And, and it won't be that I didn't have the guts to do something, you know, adventurous. Yeah. But every once in a while, you know, I kick back into that uh, societal need to be successful. And what's the next box for me to check, you know? Yeah. And instead of asking God, like, okay, you know, and that's what I've been doing. It's like, okay, Lord, just put me where you want me. I'm trying to follow our blessed mother. Like, your will be done in my life. Mm-hmm. It's scary to do that and mean it. It's one thing to say it with the Our Father, you know? Yeah. But it's another thing to pray it on your knees and to mean it. And it's like, Lord, I don't know where you want me, but obviously you've got a plan and I can't see it. I don't know what it looks like. I have no idea, but you've given me talents. Like we talked about earlier in the first segment, how can I multiply my talents for your glory the best that I can? And as long as you think that I'm worthy and a success, then that's all that's going to matter. It's difficult. It's it's. You know, we, I can't believe how conditioned I am the other way because I thought I've been doing, you know. Yeah, because, well, and that's the other thing is we've been talking about this, like I've said, for years. I know. Years. And it's, and that's just it, is that it is something that just doesn't happen. You don't go to a faith and business conference and you walk out and, mm-hmm. and your whole perspective, it, yeah, it does change, but. It takes practice. Well, and you've brought a great point up. It's, you know, when when I was, uh, you know, a facilitator of this leadership and management development coursework, you know, I told the people and I said, I can't, I can't stamp leader on your forehead and you go back and your people, oh, he's a leader now. Look at this. You know, you can't. That's not how it works. You have to practice it. You have to do those things, and you've got this bank account with your people. In every relationship that you have, you know, Covey talks about this, you have an emotional bank account, and everything you do, it's either a deposit or a debit into that account. And if you have a lot of debits and you're under the water, it's going to take a lot of deposits to get your head back above water. It's the same thing with in in the workplace, the, the more poorly you treat people, the longer it's going to take for them to, to, to gain respect for what you do, and it's going to be a long road. Mm. And it's the same way with any relationship. And so you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like following God's plan for your life. You know, every decision you make either keeps you on that narrow road toward Him and that mm-hmm. everlasting life of salvation, or you're way off off the road and so you know you have to listen to the prompting of the holy spirit you know and it's hard keep asking yeah keep asking Mm -hmm. absolutely well folks we have to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to get an update from paul heiberger and larry about what's going on with jericho wall that's exciting i know i know Mm. you're excited to see paul Mm -hmm. (laughs) so folks we're going to take a quick break more real presence live right after this (laughs) 